Welcome in. You're listening to the Degress Podcast here on January 24th, 2022. And breaking down all the games that happened over the divisional game, or divisional round weekend, excuse me. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We got to see four great games, four that were all decided on the last play. I don't. That's never happened before, I don't think, in the history of the NFL. And it's the first time since 2008 that three of the four road teams were able to come go onto the road and get a dub and advance to the uh, championship round with a spot to play in the Super Bowl. And, man, it's hard to pick which game to start with because they were all great. And each game was just kind of like, hold my beer. We can do better than the next one. And we got to start with probably the game of the year so far. Pro- and f- for me, it's probably, I might say, it might be the best game I've ever seen in my entire life. I was trying to sit back and think and think about which games were some of the best football games I saw in the NFL, and a couple that come to my mind were both the 2018 season, 2019 AFC and NFC championships, where it was the Chiefs-Patriots, Patriots came out on tops, and the Rams-Saints in Louisiana, where both road teams, again, similarly what we were talking to, able to come out with a win. Uh, the 2008 Super Bowl between the uh, Steelers and Cardinals, actually John Madden, which is fitting because John Madden who passed away earlier this or er, in uh, 2020, uh, 2021 at the end. And uh, his last game he ever called, which is crazy to think that we one of the best Super Bowls ever was. It's fitting that that was his last game. And probably... I, you you have to go with the 28-3 Super Bowl comeback of the Patriots. And we'll just get into this game. Obviously, Chiefs, Bills, I said it was my lock of the week. I did not think it was going to go to overtime. I didn't think it was going to be as close as it was. Well, I knew it was going to be close, but I thought the Chiefs were going to be in control for most of the game, be up and get a late touchdown, put it away. And I was wrong. Man, Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, that connection making plays, both offenses, both quarterbacks just making plays, play after play after play. It was just, just got to a point where it was just, each team was just throwing haymakers at each other, just blow for blow, and just whoever was going to land the last punch was going to end up winning. And that happened to be the Chiefs, and I know a lot of people are whining, complaining about, oh, the overtime rules, each team should have got the ball. No, stop, stop. The overtime rules are fine. It's very clear. Uh, the same people that it seems like who are screaming about these overtime rules, how each team should touch the ball, are also the ones that are screaming for player safety. At some point, we got to draw a line. And I do. I, I agreed when the NFL said that if a game ends in a touchdown, the game's over. So the rules are clear. You stop them on defense, you get the ball. You get a chance to win. Make them kick a field goal. Bills didn't do that. And reverse, if the Bills win the toss, the Bills go down and score, Chiefs lose. At some point, it's got to be, the game has to end. If they keep going and keep going, we would have had nine overtimes. And it would have been a long time, but at some point, player safety has to come into effect. I think it's the right call. I like, I obviously, there's no perfect solution. Someone's going to be feel like they got job, but... It is the right call, I think. You know, if you get a touchdown, you deserve to win. 
60 minutes, it's a long game. It's a physical, it's a violent game. Both teams, especially the way they were playing, defenses were just absolutely gassed. And the game has to end. And it's unfortunate that a team has doesn't get a chance to get the ball or have a chance to score, but at some point, the Bills' defense has to stop them. And they aren't talking enough about the poor clock management and game management at the end. After the Bills score to go up, to go up by three, I don't understand why McDermott decided to kick the ball out of the end zone. Kick it short, make him return it. It doesn't have to be a squib kick, but get it in the air. Try to pin him deep right at about the goal line at the one-yard line. Make him return it because that takes a play. 13 seconds, unless you're the Cowboys where it's one. But 13 seconds, that's going to take, each play is going to take four to five seconds. So after they kick it off, Chiefs return, that's four to five seconds gone. They're at eight seconds. And another thing I think the Bills should have done is they should have jammed the receivers at the line. If they hold, they hold. The worst thing is is they get the ball at you know, about midfield, I don't think they would have gotten it into field goal range. The Chiefs are throwing a Hail Mary, and I'll take my chances of a Hail Mary rather than with three seconds left than compared to eight seconds at midfield where Kelsey just ran and didn't even, they didn't even touch him. They didn't even get close to him. They just gave it to him. So more people need to be talking about the questionable decision making at the end, obviously, in hindsight, twenty twenty, you can always you're always going to say that, but that's something that you sh- they need to be thinking about and deciding that yeah, we let's kick it, let's take a play out of it because the less plays Mahomes is going to play, crazy concept here, the less plays Mahomes has, the better chances you're going to win the game, and I, which Mahomes, great job, it was cool to see at the end. You know, after this, Mahomes was done celebrating with his teammates, goes, runs, and finds Josh Allen in embrace because, man, those two, they're just fun to watch. And it's going to be an exciting AFC the next few years between him, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow coming up. You could probably throw Trevor Lawrence because I do think he's going to be able to make uh, try to uh, wreak some havoc in the uh, AFC in the next few years. I think he's a very talented guy. It just needs to get some better people around him. But just... Just a great game, and I'll say, yeah, like I said earlier, greatest game ever played, greatest game of my lifetime for sure. Excited to see what comes next, but at the same time, it needs to be talked about is, is the questionable coaching by McDermott at the end. That's what it came down to. It didn't come down to a coin toss, no matter what people want to tell you, but it has to come down to coaching, which brings me into my next game. Or my next, the next game that I'm going to talk about, other game that I won. I have two for two, two and two on the week. Uh, Packers Rams. I said that, or Packers Niners, excuse me. And another game, special teams made a difference. The Packers special teams cost them the game. You, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he didn't play great. He forced a little bit too much to Devontae or Aaron Jones. Those were the only two you thought that were playing. By the way, he threw the ball. Uh, comes down, I think, to trust with him where Lazard had had a couple of drops throughout the year and in I believe in this game. And 
The poor special teams play of the Packers is what cost them the game. It, that's, it's that simple. They gave up a bunch of yards in the return game, and like I said, wouldn't be surprised if the Niners threw out Debo Samuel on a kick return, try to get something, some good yards, and they did that right out of the fir- first half where they kicked it off, and Debo got out to about midfield, and then Jimmy G was able to engineer a drive good enough, get him into field goal range where they were able to get some points on the board and make it a 10-3 to game. And Jimmy G is that's a, the it's the Niners keep trying to get rid of him, but they keep he keeps giving them a reason for them to keep him around. He didn't, I mean, he didn't set the world on fire, but he played well enough, put them in position. They were able to move the ball. They were aggressive with him. Um, outside of that bonehead interception he threw right before half, he played. I thought a really good game. He was able to get first downs, move the sticks. And the weather definitely played a factor in it as well, where they were, uh, it favored the Niners. They were the more physical team. They wanted to run the ball, which in these games, especially in these weather games and close games, I you're always going to want to lean towards the more physical team because with the footing uh, and Green Bay, their route, their offense is so based on technical, detailed uh, routes and they didn't use the run game like they should have. That's going to favor the Niners, who were the more physical team. They ran the ball. They did what they had to do. And anytime, you know, sometimes with Trent Williams, where they put him in motion and you got him running in motion full speed at you, watch out. Just get out of the way because there's no stopping that man. He is one of the best tackles in football for a reason. The Niners proved, and they, it was. Outside of the quarterback, looking back at it, I think the Niners have a better roster. It's that simple. I, and, they're, and they're a way better coach team. That too. Uh, you know, uh, LaFleur Lef- took a lot of blame, which he should because the, they had a bye to get ready. They just looked, after that first drive, they just looked, just struggled to move the ball and had chances to, had chances but they couldn't do it, and I think some of it is is because A.J. Dillon, another guy who went out and wasn't able to run the ball, uh, that took away from their them wanting to run the ball. And the Niners, it's just a great coaching job by D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan where they, uh, which Kyle Shanahan showed videos of the 2007 where Green Bay... Uh, and the Giants played in a really cold game, and he talked about how the Giants were the team that embraced that cold. They wanted to be there. They wanted to use that to their advantage, and they did. And especially it showed in the late games because getting hit in the cold hurts, and the Niners did a good job of just being the more physical team and being uh, dominating at the point of attack on both sides of the ball. Where their D line, they made Rodgers uncomfortable all game, and really keeping him on his toes, and he was flustered. You could tell by the pass rush of the Packers or of the Niners, and that that's what the difference is, and that's what the difference is. And going forward in a lot of these games is going to be who's going to be. If you have a dominant D line, you're going to put yourself in a good position to win the game, and the Niners have that, and. Team they're playing next week, the Rams, which we'll get into now. Uh, 
Von Miller had nine pressures and made Tom Brady uncomfortable. You could definitely tell that they missed Wirfs, but they Donovan Smith had a worse game than the right tackle did. And uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, that's always going to be a uh, Floyd. Anytime you got three really good all-pro caliber pass uh pass rushers up front you're it's going to be uncomfortable and Brady looked flustered all game as well um they the only reason this game was close was because the Rams turned the ball over they uh almost beat themselves uh and the um and the Rams proved why they went out and got Stafford because I can guarantee you at the end of the game after the Bucks tied it up to make it 27-27 if Jared Goff is their quarterback they're going to run the ball, go to overtime, and take their chances at overtime. Because, But with a guy like Stafford who can throw the ball, who has the talent to, and Cooper Cup just got behind the defense, which I don't understand why they decided to go cover zero and put uh, put Cooper Cup matched up on a safety one-on-one with nobody over the top, no safety help, where all Cooper Cup had to do was get pressure – or get behind him and Stafford was just going to throw it up because throwing it up is probably the best time when you see the uh, team's going to bring pressure like the Bucks did. It's just throw it up because it's either going to be incomplete, they're going to catch it like they did, or it's going to be an interception, which is basically like a punt. The Bucks would have probably kneeled it out. They would have went to overtime. Who knows what happens in overtime. And the story for the Bucks is, is they just they came out flat. They just didn't look... You know, they didn't look like they practiced all week, which is crazy to think. You're the defending Super Bowl champs, and they just looked flat. They looked unprepared, and it showed they fell behind 27-3, and when it's hard, as, I mean, Tom Brady has done it, but it's hard to come back when you're down 27-3, especially with a team as good as the Rams are. And Brady played well, engineered great comeback, uh... This, there's talk that this could be his last game. Hard to say, you know, obviously. Well, uh, he's going to take some time, like he said, and kind of reflect on what uh, what the future holds for him. But but a great play, great play by the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford proved, to the, proved why the Rams went out and got him to make that next step to play for a shot who they're going to have. Uh, they a team they've lost to twice this year, and we'll get into more of the. Uh, we'll do a breakdown of the championship games on Thursday to uh, kind of break down those matchups. But great game, and Rams move on, and uh, we set up a, I think a great NFC Championship game, and then we're gonna go into the uh, the last game, first game of Saturday, first game of that kick this round off. And uh, we'll go into uh, Titans Bengals, and this game, I was partially correct on where I said that the Rams were or the uh, the Titans were going to be able to get pressure on the Bengals. They were sacking ten, uh, Burrow nine times, and usually if you sack a quarterback nine times, you're going to put yourself in a position to win and win handily. Well, that wasn't the case because Joe Burrow, cool as a cucumber. Just so calm, so poised. Just nothing gets to him. Where he he gets hit, he just gets right back up and goes on to the next play. 
And he's just got that poise and moxie. And he, this is only his second year. And he's, they're going to be around for a while. Between him, Chase, Mixon, they have to improve that offensive line. And it's got to get better. If they want a chance in the Super Bowl, it has to, or to play in the Super Bowl, it has to improve. But like I said, we'll get into that on Thursday's episode. Um, but this game went down to Tannehill turning the ball over three times. Three times, giving them, and that's the only way you're going to win if you uh, give up nine sacks, is if you're, uh, the other team turns the ball over, which they did. Uh, I question. Um, you know, they had had a couple of chances to kind of turn the game around. It was a great play by A.J. Brown, one-handed in the end zone to kind of get the Titans back in the game then get a field goal, tie it up. But at the end of the day, you can't overcome turnovers. Basically, they, they had four because it was a third and third and or fourth and one, and they don't get it and give the Bur- or the the uh, Bengals a short short uh, give them an opportunity to go down and tie it. And I think that decision to go for it on fourth down goes back to the first time the Titans scored to make it six six, and they get the uh, the Bengals get the unsportsmanlike. And they end up decide to go for two on the one, which I I think analytics is an important part of the game. I think there's certain times to use it in the first quarter or first half of the game. I don't think going for that, especially the way the game was going, they were Titans were really able to get good pressure on Burrow all game. And I think there you you just take the points, you take the lead, go up seven six. You what you do is is you kick, and you're going to get a short kickoff, so you try to corner kick it. Kick it in the corner. Try to pin a guy, pin the Bengals deep. Get pressure. Make them try to run the ball. See if they can uh, get a short field back. Put the defense on. Get the short field for your for the offense again, and then go get another score, whether it be a touchdown or a field goal. And then to my point, where if they kick that PAT, make it seven to six, and they were right on the cusp of field goal range, where. They could have kicked the field goal instead of making it where they would have been 17-16. They make that field goal. It would have been about a 50-52 yarder, but Randy Bullock has been pretty solid for most of the year and from that longer range. He makes that. They make It's a 20-16 game. The Bengals have to go the whole field and get a touchdown. They, they can't get a field goal. They have to get a touchdown where they don't go well and... The Bengals or the Titans, they go for it. They don't get it. And the two times that Derrick Henry has to be King Henry, he wasn't King Henry. He wasn't able to get that yards. They almost could have went to Devontae Foreman, who had a better game than than uh, Henry did. I thought he, he was good. He had six kicks, six carries, fifty yards, um, and he might be better in that short yarded situation because historically Henry has not always been great. In those short yarded situations, mostly because it takes him a little bit to get going. Uh, he's such a big body; it takes takes a little bit longer strides for him to get moving and uh, get those yards. And they should have had if Tannehill doesn't keep it on that third and one and hands it off to Henry. It looked like he would have been able to get it because he was in shock and he was able to get a little bit better start going downhill. Uh, it wouldn't have been much more, but it would have been a first down. Would have kept the sticks moving. They probably would have been able to run out. Uh, get the clock, run the clock out, and get 
touchdown field goal where the Bengals don't have a lot of time, but they went for it. They didn't get it. And the bank, the Titans D to their credit, who played really good all game. Uh, uh, was able to get a stop, get the ball back for the Titans. And then Tannehill just with a triple coverage interception. And Titans, uh, Bengals, first play, get into field goal range, run it a little bit, get, get a little bit closer for Evan McPherson, who just cojones on him, just go kicks it into the, uh, into the net, looks over at the uh, <laughs> backup QB, Brandon Allen, and says, well, looks like we're going to the NFC, AFC Championship game. And that, that just proves the confidence that Joe Burrow has brought to this team, brought to the rest of the – and he just is just an embodiment of what they what the Bengals are now. They're just a confident bunch and just doesn't seem – you know, they're going to get hit. They're going to get punched. They're going to get knocked down. But they're always going to get back up. They're never out of a game. And that just speaks to the leadership of Joe Burrow and the uh, Zach Taylor who – Going into the year, had a lot of questions to answer, and it seems like he's been able to answer them. Uh, which is also a silent uh, dark horse coach of the year candidate to take a team who's won three or four games in the past few years to go play uh, one game away from the Super Bowl. And it's, it was an incredible round, incredible division round. Next, uh, next week's going to be a, a tough one to... Tough one to top, but we will uh, see what happens. That's all I have for today. Uh, next week or Thursday, we'll be ba- I'll be back with a preview for the AFC and NFC divisional or uh, championship games between the uh, Rams, Rams Niners, and Bengals, Bengals Chiefs, which promises to be and be hyped up to be some great games. Obviously, got a lot to top after last week's games being. All games came down to the final final play and a combined margin of defeat by 15 points, topping the last time, which I don't know the year it was, but the last time going into that was 18. So great games, great football, excited for next week, and we will uh, be back on Thursday. So thank you for listening to the Degress Podcast. Uh, hit the uh, like, follow. Uh, we are still on Anchor and Spotify, working on getting it on iTunes. Hopefully by Thursday's episode, we'll be able to post everything that we I've uh, had so far on iTunes. So uh, thank you again for listening, and we will see you back here on Thursday.